Our conversation from BAE Systems. Hello and welcome to Our Conversation, the podcast for BAE Systems colleagues across the world. I'm Tim Smith and for our last podcast of the year, we'll be reflecting on 2022 and hearing inspiring stories from colleagues you won't want to miss. Plus, we've got another great competition for you, along with the winners from last time. Well, I'm delighted to say that Chief Executive Charles Woodburn is here. Welcome, Charles. Good to be speaking with you again. How are you? Very well, uh, Tim. Uh, Good to be back again. And also joining us from the US is Tom Arsenault, President and CEO, BAE Systems, Inc. Hello, Tom. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Well, thank you, Tim. Very well. And it's always a pleasure. Now, Charles, let me begin with you then. Let's get underway with your reflections of the past year. How has 2022 been? Well, I'm sure I speak for everybody by saying it's been uh, another incredibly busy uh, but productive year, and and I couldn't be more proud of the progress that we've made across the company. Uh, As we highlighted in the November market update, we've continued to deliver strong operational performance uh, and strengthen our business for the years ahead. And that really is a testament to everybody across uh, across the group, and the success of our company is absolutely built on the foundation and the talent of our people. So I'm going to say a little more about our achievements this year when we announce our financial results next February. But in the meantime, I just want to say a huge thank you to all our people around the world. And what about you, Tom? What are your reflections on this year? Well, I just add to that. Thank you. I mean, as I reflect back on these last few years, Tim, I mean, we have to recognize the fact that as we entered each of these years, I don't think anybody could have predicted what would have happened in that year. You know, it started with covid uh, and this year, we had the unfortunate surprise of the invasion of Ukraine and the impact that that had rippling through supply chains, making it more difficult to get certain types of materials. Yet the team, yet again, in each of those instances, demonstrated their resilience by reacting and adjusting and continuing to deliver for our customers. And so just a remarkable handful of years. This one added to it. And again, a big thank you to everyone. Well, despite those difficulties and uncertainties, colleagues across the globe have been doing amazing work this year, supporting customers and communities, as you're about to hear. My name's Alfie Connell. I am one station lead and amateurs lead in the emergency response team. Uh, alongside this, I'm a weapons trials manager for the Platform Assurance Group. Um, my name's Francesca Preston. Uh, I'm the lead medic within the emergency response team, and I'm also uh, a project manager for HMS Daring in Portsmouth Naval Base. The good thing about the emergency response team is that we cover the entire footprint um, of Portsmouth Naval Base. So whether they have an accident or they're taken unwell, whether we have fires, atmosphere issues, Coast Guard issues, we respond to all of those. So a particular one that stands out for me this year is we had an incident earlier in the year where a member of the Historic England staff in the Historic Dockyard um, had quite a severe injury uh, to one of their legs. And we ended up having the air ambulance on site. So we were first on scene trying to get circulation back into this guy's foot. Eventually he was taken off to hospital via the air ambulance. And he's now made a full recovery. He's back at work. And some of the members of the team have been down to see him. And it's quite fulfilling in that sense. Uh, so I had my first cardiac incident this year. Um, and we got called out to a BAE personnel who was having cardiac issues. It actually turned out he had a really, really significant heart attack um, and the actions that we took um, basically kept him alive. Um, he's now back at work, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's back at work um, and and you know, on the right medication and, and on a good trajectory. But um, I think for me, that's a standout 
one of the year um when you see someone's life potentially flashing in front of, of their eyes and your eyes um it really puts a bit of perspective on life um and, and those sorts of shouts stick with you Hi, I'm Louisa Graham. I'm the Head of Communications in the Australian Business and today I'm going to talk about our partnership with the STARS Foundation, which is an amazing organisation and the first type uh, of organisation in Australia that supports Indigenous girls and women. The STARS Foundation helps these girls and women attend and stay in school, complete their secondary education and move to further education and employment. One of the great things that we've been able to do with the STARS program was to actually host some of the STARS girls at our sites. So we've had groups of students come through uh, at our maritime sustainment business in Western Australia and they've also come to the shipbuilding site in Osborne in South Australia and I have to say that has been probably one of the most joyous days uh, that the team have really experienced um, in seeing the STARS girls, in interacting with them and actually you know, understanding and showcasing you know, what what we're doing, but also providing that eye-opening experience of what, you know, careers or jobs in the defence industry could be. Now let's hear it from some of the students about what they think about the STARS program. I love that the program's really supportive of anything that I want to pursue after school. The thing that I love most about the STARS program is probably coming in and having someone to talk to about your day and how it's going. To any other girls coming into the program, I would say that it's a great experience to be a part of. They help you with a lot, especially your grades and anything that you want to do in the future. It would just be a great thing for every Indigenous girl to have at their school. I'm Tammy Hayne um, with the electronic system sector and I'm an electrical engineer. I started out with first Lego League as one of the coaches for my son's team. And then as he got older and moved on to um, first robotic, and then BAE helped start a Girl to Code group, which I'm currently volunteering for. Um, Girl to Code has a mission to close the gender gap in technology and change the image of what a programmer looks like and does. I helped coach one of the girls from the Lego League. I actually ran into her years later. She came trick-or-treating at my house. Uh, she informed me that because of that first robotic team, she is also now going to pursue a career in computer science. Hi, I'm Sarah Fothergill. I'm financial controller in submarines, and I'm also a team leader at the North Guildford Food Bank. It's it's feeling pretty pretty grim out there in terms of the the real need that people have. We meet people who are in work, who are between jobs who are caring for people, um, people trying to navigate the benefit system. Everybody is always so grateful for the, for the food, for the, for the generosity um, and what we're able to provide. You know, people, people sometimes can get emotional when they, they just see the food parcel that's there that we've packed up for them. And what I'm particularly pleased about to see is that we are, you know, donating locally um, to where we are, you know, so we're really helping the communities where we're based. Hello, I'm Charlotte Wilson. I am an aircraft maintenance engineer at RAF Coningsby. So um, a month back, I was lucky enough to meet Prince William and be able to show him around the maintenance facility that I work at and here at RAF Coningsby and recently also met the British Prime Minister. So I was just telling him about working 
hear how we train the apprentices as well as the um, Royal Air Force and hopefully those that we train will go on in the future to work on aircraft such as Tempest. So it was an honour to meet the Prime Minister and especially when he announced such a significant partnership on FCAS. In particular, it is very important to us here on Typhoon Support as a lot of the work that we do here will help shape how Tempest is potentially supported in the future. Not only interesting, but very inspiring stories there, Charles. And Charlotte in Coningsby at the end there touched on an important new partnership. Tell us a bit more about this exciting news. Well, yeah, some remarkable stories. And, and while I've come on to Charlotte, I mean, you know, hearing how people are quite literally saving lives uh, is, uh, is, is moving for everybody. And I think, uh, again, just reflects the uh, fortitude and the resilience of, of our people and the way they go about their jobs. But moving on to the great day that we had at uh, Coningsby that Charlotte referred to, where we uh, met with the UK Prime Minister and uh, he announced the new Global Commodore Programme with the governments of Italy and Japan, and it really was uh, quite a historic and momentous day, uh, you know, for the country and for the air sector. And it was a pleasure to meet the PM as he made the announcement, reinforcing the UK's commitment to the future combat air system. It's building on the progress that we've made already with other industry partners, and um, we're looking to evaluate and develop one of the world's most advanced next-generation combat air systems. So, you know, a really big task ahead of us. And during my time at Coningsby, I enjoyed meeting with Charlotte and, and some of her colleagues in the Typhoon support team. And it really just always brings home to me that one of the best parts of my job is spending time with our people. And every site I visit and every team I engage with, you know, when you hear them talk about what they do and share the same passion and dedication to serving and protecting those who protect us, I mean, it really is uh, quite inspirational. And it's a mission that unites us all and it drives us to work hard every day for our customers and our colleagues and the communities uh, where we operate. And that strong sense of community spirit is one of the great things about our organization. And it's one of the reasons that we have so much to be proud of and so many people to be inspired by across the company. So I just use this period at the end of the year to remind ourselves that we have some fantastic examples and some of those are coming out on today's show. And there'll be many more around the world that won't obviously appear in today's show, but you all know who you are. So well done. And thank you to everybody for making such a positive difference. And Tom, how do you feel about what we've just heard regarding the great work that colleagues have been doing? Yeah, and just heartwarming stories, Tim. And, uh, you know, it, as I step back and hear them, each of them, you know, what strikes me is these are people with big, important jobs, in the roles that they play going above and beyond those day jobs to help each other, help build our future workforce, and act as ambassadors for our company with senior officials and customers and others. I mean, just really, really a great set of stories. And to Charles's point, there's, there are many others uh, behind those. And so I'd add my thank you to, to everyone for that above and beyond effort. Okay, thanks for that. Now, in a moment, we'll be hearing how Charles and Tom will be spending the festive break. Our conversation. Well, it's that time of the year when there'll be celebrations for many people. And of course, for some colleagues, it'll be business as usual. Charles, what are your plans then so far for the festive season? Well, I must admit, it's actually been quite hard to look forward uh, into Christmas, given how much we've had going on. But my plan is certainly to spend uh, some quiet, reflective time with my family, 
uh, enjoy some uh, time with them, uh, you know, get out and, uh, and, and enjoy some country walks and just, uh, you know, use the time to recharge for what will inevitably be another very busy year ahead. And of course, I hope everyone who's taking time off has a chance to get a break. And I'll also take the opportunity again to thank uh, you know many of the, our colleagues around the world who'll be continuing to support our customers. I wish you and your families the very best for 2023 and look forward to meeting and engaging and talking with many of you in the new year. And Tom, how will you be spending the holiday season? Tim, similarly, we, we, uh, we're not planning to travel at all this year. And uh, while there's still uh, work to be done, when the time comes, we'll look forward to uh, time together with the family, quiet time, be able to recharge, as Charles said, enjoy the traditions of the season. We'll get out and see a show uh, and sort of enjoy each other uh, in, uh, in a way we haven't been able to in some time. And so very much looking forward to that. And I hope everyone uh, has a similar opportunity. Charles, Tom, thank you for the moment. As we move on now to our competition. Last time you had the chance to win one of three sets of either Bose earphones or Apple AirPods. The question we asked you was, what is the cluster of satellites BAE Systems will launch into space in 2024 known as? And if you're listening very carefully, you'll know that the answer is Azalea. Congratulations to our three winners drawn at random from the correct entries. They are Carl Nivens from Inc. Electronic Systems in Nashua, Rob Cubis from Air in Wharton, and Mike Dalton from Submarines in Barrow. And to take us into the new year, we have another chance for you now to win Bose earphones or Apple AirPods to listen to next year's podcasts on. As always, we're hoping you've been listening carefully to the podcast. Earlier, we heard from Louisa Graham, but what is the name of the foundation that she was talking about? Email your answer to ourconversation at baesystems.com and we'll announce the three lucky winners on our next show. Charles, I look forward to speaking to you on a future podcast in the new year. Enjoy your holiday season. Thanks very much, Tim, and you too. I look forward to talking in the new year. And of course, the same to you, Tom. Have a very happy festive period. And you, Tim. Thanks very much. Enjoy. And indeed, thanks to all the colleagues who took part. We look forward to more conversations next year. But until then, from Charles Woodburn, Tom Arsenault, and me, Tim Smith, season's greetings to you and your loved ones, and bye for now. Our conversation back next month.